Are you ready to begin? I am. Hello. <laughs> this <laughs> Hello. This is Sad Girl Syllabus. Uh, a commentary on media through the ages. <laughs> Each season we have a new syllabus to dive into. I'm Bethany. And I'm Mary. And we're two girls. Too sad. And we're wrecked <laughs> because it's an... <laughs> oh, shit! It's Christmas, baby. <laughs> it's a uh, winter break extra credit. That's <laughs> and that's exactly what it sounds like. Uh... <laughs> Great. Hey, Mary, what's up? Hi, Bethany. <laughs> I am um, very excited to talk to you today about a... The Hallmark Channel. We love <laughs> we love a Hallmark Channel pitch sesh. Um, <laughs> did you? Okay, so we both watched Hallmark specifically. We both watched Hallmark Channel Christmas movies last yesterday, right before recording mm -hmm. this. What what did you watch? I wish I could recall the names of all of them. <laughs> I watched a couple. <laughs> They've blurred into one story for me at this point, but um, one they I all do. Really, yeah, I did love watching Snow Bride. Oh yeah, I like Snow Bride. It was great. <laughs> it was really great. Um, and I am forgetting the name of this one. I also watched one um, that was set at a ballet company. Oh. Um, and it was, they were putting on the Nutcracker. Oh, mm -hmm. um, and I'm, I'm still sorting out the details of that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a dream. It's, yes. None of them are, yeah. <laughs> what did you watch? I watched one from 2021, um, a, a new one that premiered this year. Um, I... Pfft, who lord knows the name um <laughs> it doesn't matter uh, it literally doesn't matter it was about this woman who is uh helping she owns a coffee shop she has a regular customer he is a widower and he's trying to locate his lost love who he hasn't seen in like 50 years a christmas together with you that's what it's called mm -hmm. um and uh and they're trying to locate his lost love that never that he like broke her heart he like joined the army or something anyway and uh yeah um is this um he wrote her a letter in high school that she didn't find until later no it's a different one wow hilarious <laughs> <laughs> because i watched part of that one too <laughs> Sounds like it could have been the same movie, but I guess it wasn't. Um, right, right. Well, it's clearly in their um, genre library or their plot library. They have a bank of like seven plots and they just, each yeah. one, it feels to me like, I mean, everybody knows that they all 
follow a formula, but it feels to me like some of the titles, it's like, oh, you just like went to Walgreens and literally picked up a Hallmark card and saw the inscription <laughs> and made that the title of your script. Well, the Hallmark card side is sending them over their catalog in like, oh, let's right. say June of like, here are the seasonal cards, here are the Christmas cards. You need to make movies based on the, these <laughs> cards. They turn them out in about a month and then they're ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. The production level is so, in, it's, it's so rapid and quite unbelievable. And um, it used to just be Hallmark movie channel. You used to just do countdown to Christmas in the month of December. And it was like all day long for every day in December, it was a Christmas movie, just back to back different Christmas movies. And then every Saturday, it would be a new movie. I mean, I feel like I, my mom used to watch it um, when I was growing up and it used to be every Saturday night, there's a new premiere of a new Christmas movie. So therefore every year they would churn out four new movies, right? Mm -hmm. And um, now Countdown to Christmas lasts November and December. And there's a new movie on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So that's what, eight weekends times three. That's like 24 new Christmas movies per year. I don't know how they do it. I don't know what, maybe they sold their soul to the devil. Well, that's an interesting point. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because they've been doing Christmas. They've been doing something called Countdown to Christmas since like 2009. And it seems oh. like every year it gets progressively like um, longer. And then it wasn't until, I don't know, like 2015, 2016, that they started to have seasons. So they had like Countdown to Christmas, but then in the last few years, they've really upped the, um, yeah, this season programming, which essentially means it's Christmas all year round. Like they have the Countdown to Christmas, but then they have like Winterfest or something like that. And then like Season of Love for Valentine's Day. And, and Christmas in July. They, yeah. And then they have like Spring Nights or like. Like spring fever is summer nights. And then yeah, Christmas in July. It just, it never ends. It's kind of genius. It is, it is really genius. I, I admire them for their media savvy. Like they've really got the media marketing and it's, they've got it down. And it's also very hypnotic. I mean, if I were, if I gave into my indulgences, and like, I would just not never stop watching it. It's just like, it's nice to have on in the background as like, cause some of, and sometimes it's nice to have on in the background because sometimes more often than not, it's like, they say something outrageous and I'm like, wait, what, what just happened? Like, it'll be <laughs> like, I don't know. It'll be something stupid. Like you never know when you're going to meet the love of your life and like, some dude comes in and he like spills coffee on this lady and it's just like oh there's the there's a lot of things that you're like why uh that is happening in <laughs> <laughs> like in snow snow bride for example her friend is getting married and she is trying on this like heirloom dress 
this is the very beginning from her fiance's family. So she has to wear it. And it's like very ridiculous dress, right? Um, and, but they're in a bright, they're in a wedding shop. They're in like a, a, a wedding gown store. It's like, why would you be trying on an heirloom dress in a store where you would purchase a wedding gown? Did you bring it in? Were they saving it there? Why are you there? Unexplained. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it is just to be like, see, wedding. A wedding is happening. Yeah. Did you know? Wedding. And that's why I think, why I, why I feel like it is very addictive. Um, because it's just sort of like, uh, you don't have to think through things. You just, it's just like, it's, it's, it is very semiotically dense. This might be a stretch, but I feel like, like Hallmark Christmas movies are sort of like Alejandro Jodorowsky movies. <laughs> Please <laughs> tell me more. Because I think I feel like in a in a Yodorowsky movie, it's very much like uh it those are these mythic seminal films that are commentary on very specific on specific like a snapshot of a time and a place in Latin America, um, in Mexico and Central America, and um telling a story that is not necessarily the narrative doesn't have to make sense in a Yodorowsky film. It's just about having symbols, these images that uh, that like get to some like Jungian core of the self mm-hmm. to evoke, and then and then it's sort of like on the viewer to like put a story together. And I feel like um, <laughs> this is, of course, totally harebrained. I mean, I'm I'm you know I say this very satirically <laughs> and joking. No, I think this is real. This is how they write scripts at Hallmark. <laughs> they watch Holy Mountain and then they're like, "Ah, oh, yes. Um, yeah, their, their, script, their screenwriters take like a screenwriting class and it's just like learning how Yodorowsky, like Yodorowsky film theory. Um, <laughs> but, but I do, but it's, it's so strange. Like when you think of it that, in in those terms it's just like they're just putting these images together for people to make sense on their own like having like oh this is an heirloom dress but she's gonna like but we have to put her in a in a wedding dress store you know like these things that just don't make sense but like it's sort of like we have to the the writing is kind of like we have to uh let the people let the viewers fill fill things in for themselves and just like, or it also feels like that phenomenon, you know, when, um, you know, that phenomenon where people will write a whole paragraph or a few sentences and every single word is misspelled, but the first and the last letter are in the right place and your brain right. can just piece it together. That's also what it feels like to watch Hallmark <laughs> yeah. movies. Yeah. It's, it's so, the, the feeling of watching a Hallmark movie is that I can be not doing anything and I can just watch a Hallmark movie, right? Like I'm not distracting myself with, you know, I have it on while I'm doing the dishes or whatever. 
Yeah. That's, that's an option. But the result, if I'm like, you know, doing chores and watching a Hallmark movie, or if I'm just sitting on the couch and watching a Hallmark movie is exactly the same. Like at the end of the movie, I have done the same amount of work. It has affected me the same way. <laughs> I could both yeah. be watching it and not watching it, and I still come to the same, the same end. It's incredible. Yeah. And I've had that experience, like with Holy Mountain specifically. I've had that <laughs> where I like, I think that I am missing something because I was like doing some something like, a, I don't know. Um, and then being like, wait, did I miss something important in the plot? Like why all of a sudden is there like someone crucified on a cross? And then I go back and watch it and I'm like, oh, I didn't miss anything. That's just like what happened. And that's, it's, um, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, they're, they're aesthetically similar, <laughs> but yeah, um, I guess, and also, I guess we could, uh, we could say a little bit about why we wanted to talk about Hallmark, Hallmark Christmas movies on Sad Girl Syllabus, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> just got a little bit thrown off because I, like, forgot our intro, uh, <laughs> it's the end of the year, can't do it. Uh, but Hallmark cards are, uh, they're part of the sad girl business, I would say. Hallmark cards in general. Yeah. Hallmark as a brand is a sad girl brand a little mm -hmm. bit, even when they're being festive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even through all the cheer, it's still a sad girl brand. It's a, it's a comfort, you know, I put it on, your brain kind of melts and you feel great. <laughs> I will say also related to this season is that Hallmark Channel, both in its origins and now slightly less so, but still definitely there, is um, an incredibly Christian company yes. too. Yes, absolutely. And Am I imagining things when I say this, or is this like a real thing that happened? I feel like Hallmark, um, again, as a greeting card brand, started creating commercials that were very emotionally uh, evocative. And then mm -hmm. they started narrativizing these commercials. And then I feel like that's what birthed Hallmark Channel. Is that true? Or am I just like imagining that? I might just be that it might just be in my head. <laughs> I like this narrative. I don't I don't know. I mean, I do know that Hallmark and actually the Henson Company, Jim Henson Company, bought this uh, it was like the it was a Christian television channel. And then yeah. Hallmark and Henson invested in it and slowly like basically bought it up. And then eventually it was just homework. Um, but I, I think they do, they knew that they had both a, a entire season that um, made them tons of money, Christmas season, um, both in cards. Uh, and then they could, yeah, narrativize it. Yeah. And so it's like this incredible brand of um, card given and bad movie watching. And so I guess essentially 
so yeah, it's just, and each, every movie, every Hallmark movie is two hours long. And so I guess just, I guess essentially like those movies are just advertisements. But as you said, I mean, that's a little bit like stretching it a little bit too far, I guess. Like people are going to, people would probably have bought Hallmark cards, um, you know, just with the commercials, (laughs) with the like 45 second commercials in general. But as you said, um, as you said, the, uh, it's an incredibly Christian media company and it is fully propaganda like it's like fully late stage capitalism propaganda yeah like post-war on terror propaganda no really like they um you know so they've moved away to like what they call like more secular programming and that they're not talking about god in every single hallmark movie now Mm -hmm. but they're incredibly christian obviously because they're entirely except for like maybe two are centered around Christmas um and in my understanding it's almost like they have taken out Christianity as a religion and in the world of Hallmark Christmas is it's its own religion just the religion of Christmas um yeah yeah for sure it's like because every single plot centers around um the you know, the magic of Christmas and, and the spirit of Christmas and what it means to celebrate Christmas and how you must live Christmas throughout your whole life, basically. Mm-hmm. And fall mm-hmm. in love, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of this incredible rebranding that's like, oh, it's not like going to church or something like that, but really it just replaces Christianity with Christmas. Um, yeah. And it also seems like it's a, it's a response to the war on Christmas mm-hmm. when everybody, when, when um, conservative American people and parties were, uh, were starting to get, you know, really overwhelmed by the season's greetings and they were just, and the happy Hanukkah and they were just like, how dare you uh, acknowledge other faiths. So it seems like right. that is also a thing too. Um, big propaganda against um yeah and I don't know if this has changed but they you know they were Hallmark has been called out numerous times for um lack of diversity um in casting but also um lack of diversity in the holidays it celebrates right Mm -hmm. and I I'm sure they have had more with because they were called out about this as well. <laughs> um, but they have a, at least the first two um, movies they had where a, ca- a character was Jewish and celebrated Hanukkah. Oh, yeah. Um, they, it wasn't like a Hanukkah movie. It was um, a character celebrated Hanukkah, but then ended up basically with a character who was Christian and celebrated Christmas assimilating to Christmas. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Which is like the opposite of what people were asking for. And yeah, it seems like they it seems like they consistently do this where they um they respond to criticism or any kind of critique in in a way that is completely tokenizing and weird. This movie mm-hmm. that I watched last night, A Christmas Together with You, it's definitely a part of this 
um, it's definitely a part of this tokenizing moment. In um, in 2021, there are way more cast members who are black and Asian mm -hmm. and Hispanic. And, but all of these characters are incredibly white. Like, yeah. <laughs> like the, yeah. the culture that they participate in, you know, they're, it's, they're there for the, for the optics purely. It was interesting because I, in the Nutcracker one that I watched, it is, I found the name. <laughs> it's called The Sugar Plum Twist. And this movie was actually centered around, I'm, I still never really understood the, the makeup of the town, but, um, and if it was supposed to be Richmond, Virginia, but they're in a town named Richmond. And the majority of the main cast is uh, Puerto Rican or playing Puerto Rican characters. Um, and so that, like, become, like talking about culture becomes a big part of the plot. Yet at the same time, the first two lines of that movie were, I poppy and I Dios mio. And I was like, oh. those were like the introduction to that movie. <laughs> I was like, oh no, what's gonna happen? <laughs> It got a little better as it went on, less. Um... Is that the one with Alexa Vega? No. I don't okay, think so. okay. There's another dance one with Alexa Vega that is like kind of Latin American, but then it, yeah. and it's, it's actually supposed to be set in New Mexico, but they filmed it oh, in Utah. Really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Oh, it, that one's called An Enchanted Christmas. An Enchanted Christmas. Yeah, this one I was like, yeah, it was interesting because it was like uh, about culture. Like that's what it came mm -hmm. down to, you know, about mm -hmm. um, different cultures. But at first I was very, very worried. that, And that was new this year that came out this year. Oh, oh. Yeah, this, in 2020 and also this year in 2021, it's, um, they're really making an effort to be multicultural, however, as you say, yeah, it's like we can be multicultural. Every culture can celebrate Christmas. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. That it was it. Um, and in just, I did read also, I mean, they've had a lot of problems with this um, because obviously, until a few years ago, these casts were, like, like you said, they were majority, majority white, right? They, um, it was so rare to have a, a non-white um, or a person of color, mm -hmm. especially as a lead. Mm -hmm. And, you know, recently there have been more steps towards that. But as far as 2018, I read this, there were um, Vancouver production crews that they wouldn't allow interracial couple movies that Hallmark was using. So they were like refusing to do um movies where there were interracial couples or like people of color as leads so they were filming some of some of the hallmark movies in in canada yeah they do canada. a lot of filming in canada okay that makes sense the weather um weather it's cheaper i think in a lot of places oh <laughs> i'm like yeah canada because it's snowy but you can tell when they're shooting in glendale i always am like mm. 
You're in Glendale, baby. <laughs> yes. So that was like this huge, like, I think there was lawsuits and stuff. Um, but that was till 2018. Why? That's so bizarre. I don't understand why a production company would be averse to interracial couples. Oh my God, that's so weird. And, um, and it makes you think about like, who is, who were the people who like own these media companies, these production companies? Like what yeah. is the, clearly they're like trying to, um, well, it's all, it's all promoting a certain political agenda. Exactly. Um, I feel like you can track certain cultural phenomena as if you watch enough Hallmark movies through the years, um, because ultimately there's, there's three criteria for the narratives. Uh, like you have to be Christian, you have to, or, or you don't have to be Christian, but you have to celebrate Christmas. You can be feminist sort of, but the woman ultimately has to come back to her hometown and like be a wife. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, and you have to like be invested in your small hometown and not in an urban city. And mm -hmm. um, so those are the criteria. However, like the way that they deal with those things is um, you can feel uh, like at what certain time uh, or what certain year it's being made based on what the what the focus is like whether it's this mm -hmm. like a feminist focus like I feel like that was happening a lot in like 2016 2017 where it was like but the girl the woman can't have it all she can be a doctor she just has to be a doctor in this like rural <laughs> town in Alaska and she has to marry the dude you know or like in yeah. 2020 2021 it's like oh but we ex like you know we can have asian characters that's fine they just must be christian celebrating christmas it's cool um and be very or like we can have black characters they just have to be extremely whitewashed right so um and i feel like you can you can track like when these movies are being made based on that oh yeah and like what what they're responding to because it's always like oh yeah that's fine except you know like <laughs> except most of it um <laughs> uh they give a little uh I also you know to me the small town thing is so interesting and I know a lot of people have made jokes on it of like coming back to a small town and your hot high school sweetheart or whatever is still there um and then you learn the true spirit of Christmas apart from your evil city dwelling ways or whatever um, but actually I was talking to Eric about this, about how, um, it's weird because a lot of the, like, holiday movies that are, you know, at not Hallmark movies, real classic holiday feature films that are romances, which a lot of them are, um, for the most part happen in the city. Like, when I think of a rom-com in general, a romance, mm -hmm. it's happening in a city, and I guess that's probably because... I'm thinking of like Nora Ephron and it's in New York, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Or in Chicago. Um, yeah. And it's kind of funny, like as if these are almost a response to that of like, no, we are in the city uh, or we, we are anti-city. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a few Hallmark movies where they like aren't in the city or in like an urban environment, but it's usually at a loss, you know, they, they know 
they have to find Christmas through some other means or something like that. <laughs> um, I feel as though it's a recent addition to the to the plot library <laughs> is um is a very like it's a wonderful life slash a Christmas Carol sort of plot line has come into yeah. the mix. Um, yeah. And I, I guess the whole it's a wonderful life sort of plot line has been there. Um, but then specifically like people being haunted by oh. their past bad deeds. Um, yeah, so that. like, yeah, the consequences at Christmas time. Um, well, watching Home Alone, um, I realized I was like, oh, this is, it's a wonderful life, right? Like he wishes he had a different life. He gets a different life. He realizes how bad it is. And then his life, you know, like then his family comes back and he's thankful for his life. Um, they're all that, like most everything is that story, but it's kind of funny to see like actual to Hallmark, Hallmarkify that story I guess mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. see how it's different because this is another thing about Hallmark movies is they used to have a lot more like Santa in them like oh, literal Santa yeah. you know like yeah. there's magic there's Christmas magic and there's much less magic now now yeah. it's like just um lights and Christmas trees and garlands falling in love yeah and garlands <laughs> Yeah, I was remarking on that myself. Um, there was another film, one of them that came out in this year, 2021. And, um, and I was like, wow, I actually really like this one. I feel like it's different from the others. And it was because of that element of magic. It was called A Christmas Kiss. And, <laughs> and, um, and it was like about this guy who He's some highfalutin architect and this the movie oh, opens with him trying to get it yeah it's it's really weird the <laughs> prevalence of architecture and architect as a career like what yeah it's like either that or being a journalist anyway right um he so the movie opens up he's trying to get a promotion and there's some big project and he's not really paying attention to his family he has two kids but he's kind of an absent dad and his wife is a teacher, but she like gave up going to law school for him or some shit like that. Anyway, and uh, he wakes, he goes on a train to commute back home, but then he wakes up and it's, he's traveled back a few weeks to December 1st and he has never met his wife and he has a completely mm -hmm. different life. He's a single guy and he's running the architecture firm. His wife, who he encounters in the alternate universe is a lawyer. And she like also followed her career, um, but they're both like, of course, very unhappy because they don't have a family and that. <laughs> and so, and so then, but he, but his kids also exist in the, this alternate universe, which is not how alt universes exist. Oh, wait. Um, <laughs> yeah. Whose kids are they? They just, they belong to other people. But they, what? It's so weird. Actually, oh. I think. I think in the in the real universe of the movie, they they adopt these children, and so oh. these children exist in the alternate. Okay, actually, that's okay. There we go. Plot hole. Okay. Plot hole filled. <laughs> but yeah, he he realizes 
um, he realizes throughout the movie that like, I miss my life and I need to, I need to, I can't take my family for granted anymore kind of thing. And, but I actually did, it did really appeal to me um, because of this magic element, which I do feel has been missing a lot. There's also a lot of, oh my God, the, I guess we can really just like go through a survey of some of the, um, the plots, <laughs> the formulaic plots. There's also so many uh, weather travel mishaps that yes. where it's like this the woman is like coming home for Christmas it's her first time coming home to her hometown to her parents after she's been living in New York City or something for years yeah. and she's on a plane sits next to a dude and then the plane all the flights get grounded because of snow and then she has to like travel by bus it's or... just a, yeah it's just a train plane and automobile it with a handsome stranger Uh, I would say in addition to architects being a job, party planner for yes. the female lead is a huge job. Um, everyone is always a party planner. And a lot of times it's like, oh, I'm just at home this Christmas and I'm testing out my party planning job. <laughs> and if this holiday party goes well, then like I'll really make it back in the city or whatever. <laughs> It's like, I don't think that's how resumes work. <laughs> and also, um, the there's a crossover with this party planner and then um and then a new kind of genre that also like sort of sprang up in um like around 2012-ish. Uh the royal family, the like mm. lost prince, like American yes. turns princess plotline. Yes. And I, I'm thinking of one specifically, of course, I don't remember the title, but this girl is like a, uh, she's she's a party planner, essentially. She, they make a point, I, I take umbrage with this. They make it a point to, to like highlight the fact that she majored in art history and then like couldn't, was basically unemployable for her whole life. So she had to become a party planner. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, excuse me, what the fuck? <laughs> because I, because I have a degree in art history um, for context. <laughs> but, uh, and then it's sort of in this particular movie that I'm thinking of, she gets hired to manage a, a royal estate. And she's like, this is the perfect job for me because I am educated in art history. But then she like plans their Christmas ball or something. And then she, and then the prince falls in love with her, even though he's betrothed to some like frigid bitch. Uh -oh. <laughs> and and uh uh the um Gretchen from Mean Girls uh Lacey Chabert is a big big oh, yeah. staple for Harmer. Lacey Lacey is yeah a huge staple she is in quite a lot of them have you noticed also that Netflix has been trying to gain ground on these yep. Hallmark movies. Yep. They essentially have been putting out Hallmark quality movies over the last few years, like two or three during a Hallmark season. And I, I'm like, what, why? But I guess there's a lot of money to be made with a mediocre Christmas movie. <laughs> They've, Netflix has taken out TV for the most part, except for Hallmark, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's what that means. <laughs> is that like Netflix has dominated TV and television is just like, we're fucked. Like ever since streaming came into the game, like we're just, we can't 
make a profit. We can't generate any revenue except for Hallmark. And Hallmark is like the la- the final boss. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, and yeah, Netflix has uh, switched for Christmas or something. Yeah. Um, it's about like, right. Van- it's like Vanessa Hudgens is like a twin or a triplet. Yeah, I think... I haven't watched the sequels, but I do think it's revealed that there's like a third identical person that looks like Vanessa Hudson <laughs> in the world. <laughs> An identical person. Because <laughs> I don't think they're related. They're not. I haven't. I've not watched these movies. (laughs) I think they just they like Prince and the Popper. They just happen to look alike. Identical. (laughs) That's a funny twist. That's an interesting twist. On there was an actual switched for Christmas Hallmark movie um, with Candace Cameron Bure, and and Candace Candace Cameron played both roles as her twin that bitch too like she's in everything she is in everything and she's very chaotic she has a very chaotic internet presence (laughs) um (laughs) she's like a conservative troll on tiktok she is she's always talking about how she's (laughs) oppressed for being conservative by who oh my god yeah i try to avoid the candace ones yeah me too she is too much She's too much. Her Botox is too much. And uh, yeah, and she can't act. Um, I guess I know who's oppressing her. Me. <laughs> <laughs> my angry and mean words. Uh, <laughs> my refusal to watch your homework movies. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Candace. There's also a Pride and Prejudice plot line where the, the um, two the two main characters hate each other at first and then fall yes. in love. Um that's a that's a big one. Yeah. Ultimately yeah. the the goal is to get people to celebrate Christmas and and create stay-at-home sad wives. <laughs> sad wife tried wives. Yeah, it does want you encourage you to um, give it all up for the domesticity. <laughs> but you'll be happier because you'll discover the true meaning of Christmas if you become a stay-at-home mom. And the true meaning of life. Life yeah. is just Christmas. Which, you know, does does this create um like it it contributes to so much like anxiety and depression overall because if you only look forward to Christmas then there's really like is that truly all we have left to live for it's it's quite it can get quite depressing yes and yeah if you only look forward to Christmas what if you have a bad Christmas right what if you have a bad Christmas what if you can't go to Christmas you know like it, it, it's all hinged on this one holiday. It's just, it's upsetting. That's mm-hmm. a depressing turn, but s- sad wife. <laughs> what has Hallmark created? Uh, 
I wish I could blame the ills of the world on Hallmark, but I guess that's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, and I love watching them too much. Right. I've truly been right. too upset with them, you know. Some of them are, um, there was another, oh, who is the actor in um, Back to the Future? Christopher Lloyd was this train conductor who was responsible for transporting this girl back in time. She, he like undid 10 years mm -hmm. of her life so that she could like essentially just travel back to the future to marry her high school sweetheart. So they just did Back to the Future and they got Christopher Lloyd. Basically. In a creepier way. Creepy. It is really creepy, yeah. And um, and then it like ends with him as the train conductor in the train station and he looks all mischievous as though he's gonna do that again to someone. <laughs> I would hate that. I would hate to undo 10 years of my life. I know. <laughs> I would be really mad with yeah. that ending. Um, that I lost so much time. Yeah. It's, again, anxiety provoking. One thing that I did <laughs> want to ask you, because um, I think it's funny, because it's, because it applies. You'll see, it applies to both of us. One thing I did want to ask you is, how you feel about your life's trajectory in like parallel to a Hallmark movie plot, because essentially the women main, the, like, the female leads of a Hallmark movie go to New York, they have lives in New York and then they move back to their hometowns. <laughs> and that has happened to both of us. <laughs> shit this whole time I didn't know but I actually knew the true meaning of Christmas um I discovered it wow I'm not happy that you have drawn those parallels um <laughs> I called you out I called us both out it did happen to me too oh well where's my like little small town that I live in that's obsessed with Christmas right I mean I mean, going from New York to LA is different because those are both coastal no. cities. Yeah, I, I need that obsession, that small town. So I guess you sort of <laughs> you sort of managed to avoid it by being born in LA, by being from Los Angeles. <laughs> you did you uh, you successfully avoided the formula, sort of. It's just I like think you have pointed out that I avoided the formula pretty well. I, I played it for you pretty well. And I'd say the neighborhood we live in in LA is pretty much like a weird small town. So. <laughs> <laughs> you live in a city. Yeah, Albuquerque is not. Um, uh, I might as well be living in rural middle America for as far as most people are concerned. Um, even though if I talk, if I talk to people who live outside of Albuquerque or not in Santa Fe, not in Las Cruces. Um, they'll mm. be like, wow, you live in the big city. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, to New Mexicans, I suppose it's, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it's, I guess ultimately we have found the meaning of Christmas, the meaning of life. We, we did it. Get away from those coastal cities. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, it was alarming to think last year when I was when I was in 
at home when I was in Albuquerque for for Christmas and I was just like wait a minute did I just like reinforce the the Hallmark movie propaganda yes (laughs) (laughs) that's why we love it so much we live in it you know I could look at it pessimistically and be like oh shit I'm a walking confirmation for Hallmark the Hallmark propaganda or you could say like oh look all the problems in my life were not solved by moving back home (laughs) there's still new challenges and new obstacles and nobody lives happily ever after so okay that's that makes me feel a little bit better that it's like that I'm not I'm I'm not living up to the happily ever after propaganda hype no things continue to be sad yeah. <laughs> oh my God. There are side girls, no matter where we live. Wherever you go, there you are. That's a conclusion of of what we were hoping to get at in this in this little extra credit conversation about Hallmark movies. But in fact, your problems will not be solved. There is no happily ever after. I like that conclusion. That's a very good like sad girl conclusion. <laughs> yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> You can find meaning in your life outside of Christmas and outside of um, uh, a very oh like cis heteronormative plot line. Yeah. Well, I guess we should sign off. That's a good like 45 minute <laughs> little extra credit. <laughs> yes. Thanks yeah. for um, exploring the Hallmark world with us and uh, look out for season three coming soon. Yay. Thanks for listening and uh, congrats on another, on another successful, successful season, Mary. Yeah, you too. We did it. (laughs) We did it. Bye.